Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right, welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. I am professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. And with me as always is professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. Todd, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I really like how you emphasize my name there. I would appreciate you doing that moving forward. All right. I appreciate those edits. We are going to keep, hey, I love feedback. Um, you know, speaking of feedback, Todd, we've been getting yeah. a ton of feedback and comments and all sorts of craziness on the channel. I think we've doubled the number of subscribers. We've got, you know, 20, 30 comments floating around that we've tried to answer. You guys are awesome. So thank you for smashing that like button. Thank you for sharing yep. the videos. Let's keep that up. The more people who follow, the more content we can do. And so today is actually a question, Todd, that came from one of the listeners that I think you were interacting with. So Ben F., yeah. he, uh, he sent us a question on one of the comments. So you see, everybody, we do take your questions from the comments and turn them into videos. Ben asked us, what is the hardest part about being a scrum master? What a great question, right? It is a great question. And actually one that caused me to reflect quite a bit. Yeah. So where are you landing on this one, Todd? What is the hardest part about being a scrum master? So I'm going to, so I'm going to, I've thought about this quite a bit and I'm going to start, start with uh, for me, yeah. for me, what's hard, because I think that what we'll find is something um, is difficult for each individual more so than anything. And you you know, you were saying to the, the context of the situation that you're in, but for me, what's really difficult is to refrain from solving, right? Um, I have a I have a development background. I'm still, as you know, very passionate about about coding, right? Yeah. And uh, regardless of what domain uh, of work you're working with, or software, or human resources, marketing, wherever you're using Scrum, um, this 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 notion of of trying not to solve and and become the crutch of the entire team uh, is really difficult for me because I want to hop in and help solve technology problems. Um, I want to hop in <clears throat> and, uh, and and guide direction, sometimes even, even uh, take over events that aren't maybe mine, like the daily scrum and try to fix everything when right. sometimes you're, you're better off 
letting people fix it themselves, right? So that's that's always been difficult for me. I've always had that kind of sitting on my shoulder and and trying not to um, trying to let's say like I think as the saying goes, lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to push people into something, but I, I think I can come across that way sometimes. So it's really difficult for me to, to, to take that stance. How about, how about you, Ryan? Yeah. You know, for me, I, I think really becoming a, a good scrum master and growing into that role, one of the hardest parts was realizing that I really had to fix certain aspects of my own character, right? There were a lot of problems that I had with, 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 with myself that I really had to fix before I could help other people. You know, I, I think as a scrum master, you have to learn to be patient, right? You're not going to see change happen overnight, and you're not going to convince people um, of the benefits of agility in a day. And so learning to be patient, learning to, you know, honor the small wins that we were getting and the, you know, being pleased with, you know, and content with incremental improvement. You know, that was a big one. I think humility was another. You know, I really had to le- had to humble myself a bit to fulfill this role uh, in, a, in a good way, right? Because you can't be front and center. You can't want all the attention. It can't be about you. In fact, nothing about this role is about you. Nothing about being a scrum master has anything to do with your agenda, your intentions, your desires, your goals, your aspirations. It's all about serving a, a group of developers. It's all about serving a product owner. It's all about serving an organization. And so paint, patience, humility, um, you know, I just really had to learn where my gaps were, where the holes in my character and personality were, and, and work to to improve those. And when I when I got myself kind of right in the head about the role, and when I kind of improved some of the characteristics, you know, make sure I'm acting with integrity, mm-hmm. make sure that I'm I'm demonstrating focus and respect and and openness and and all of our great Scrum values. When I got myself kind of in a good space. I noticed that things were easier in the workplace. And so I, for, you know, first and foremost, I think the hardest part is getting yourself right and then approaching others in, a, in an honest, humble, patient kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with all that stuff. I think I've struggled there too. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like kind of folding back through in my head all the times that I've, that I've been fortunate enough to be a scrum master. And, uh, and it really, you know, I, I had mentioned when, when I was kind of thinking through this out loud during the show that uh, that uh, it depends on the context of your situation, because I've worked with some product owners that that really needed a lot of help um, and may may not have known the role of the product owner. I worked in some organizations that really, really were new to Scrum. And, and with that came a lot of turbulence coping with architecture team or, you know, enterprise architecture teams. The fact that human resources was not equipped to hire people into a, a environment where the culture was changing. Um, I, so I, I think that it could really be based on the context of the situation that you're in um, as, a, as a scrum. We yeah. say that so much. And I don't mean that to be a cop out, but... You know, the, the season of life that you're in is important. If you're early career, mid-career, late career, that's going to change your outlook and, and what you need to work on, um, your skill set. You know, just realizing that the Scrum Master role is wildly difficult. Yeah. It's very complex, right? We're supposed to be a teacher, a trainer, a mentor, a change agent, um, a facilitator, a coach. And we're supposed to be amazing at all of those things. And those are all individual careers in and of themselves, and so realizing that there's a huge body of work that we need to understand, there's always a book I and mean, there's always books, you know, lying here 
um, that we're trying to read through and increase our knowledge. There's plenty of podcasts and videos and blog posts and medium articles. And, and we're always leveling up because the, the depth and breadth of knowledge that we're supposed to have is so wide. Um, I think that's another important aspect of it that, uh, just the complexity of the role and what we're asking people to do when they step into that position of honor. You know, I think yeah. the other part that I didn't always keep focus on early on is that it is an honorable role. It is an honor to serve people and realizing that and that it's not a burden and it's not, you know, I, I, I finally learned how to go home joyfully because I had this position of honor to serve people. And every day I tried to serve a little better. And once I locked that in, some of the difficulties, some of these hardest parts, they got a little easier. You know? Yeah. So what I'm really interested in is what is the hardest part for you as a scrum master? And I would yeah. love to hear about it in the comments, right? Because yeah, <laughs> down there, the comments. Somewhere down there. Somewhere down there is the comments. Um, we'd love to hear what's the hardest part for you, right? And what would be interesting is if you maybe go back and visit that comment that you put down there and see if that's still the hardest thing two years from now. Heck, yeah. two months from now, two weeks from now, two hours from now. So um, we'd love to see what's the hardest part for you right now um, as a Scrum Master. I think those are our stories and where our brains are at. I bet if we did this podcast in a year, we might think differently. I think we would totally, it would totally change. What a great reflective moment. So what is, your, what is the hardest part for you? Leave it in the comments. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, who knows? Maybe just like Ben, your question might end up in a future video. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks for the question, Ben, and thank to, thanks to all of you. You've all been hitting that like and subscribe button. Keep doing that. The more likes and subscribes, the more content we can provide. If you want to connect with us, all of our socials are on the left. Todd and I are on the right. Uh, we are all over the place on social media. Feel free to reach out. Leave your questions and comments below, and uh, we will take a look at them in the future. Thanks for joining us, and we can't wait to talk with you tomorrow. See you, everybody. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.